Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. We've been saying all uh, morning long that we were going to talk with the uh, Celtics president of basketball operations, Danny Ainge, and he joins us right now. Hey, Danny, how are you? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Uh, we're morning. doing very well, thank you. And thank you for taking a few minutes to join us here. Uh, is, it, is it safe to say that this season, to this point, has been a bit frustrating for you? Uh, yeah, I think it's been a little bit frustrating. Um, I, I think that one of the challenges that you have going into a season always is being able to manage expectations. Um, and I think that the expectations were probably a little bit higher than we deserved just because this team hadn't played together and guys coming off injuries and so forth. But though they were what they were. And we haven't been the team that everyone expected. And I think a lot of people um, internally take those things harder than they should at times. But at the same time, um, I think we all, even in spite of some of the challenges we've had with injuries and developing a good chemistry, I think that we all have still underachieved in spite of um, even the high expectations has the team been what you expected? No, it hasn't. That's what I'm saying. It's it has not. And uh, but I'm still hopeful. I'm still hopeful that we can be. And I'm excited for these next few weeks. And uh, you know, building up to the playoffs, and and really excited for the playoffs because I think that you know part of our challenges have just been. <sighs> you know, accepting exactly what roles are. Guys are, you know, fighting and competing for opportunities to play more and to be more of a part of a of a team. And um, we've had everybody play well in stretches this year, but the consistency has been lost. And a lot of guys just haven't had as good a years as they had hoped. But I really believe that, you know, playoff basketball, uh, it, it's like a new season. And I liken it a little bit. I'm hopeful for a season like 2010 when we, we almost pulled the championship out uh, after having a miserable regular season and finishing the season 27 and 27. And uh, in my opinion, playing the best basketball in the KG era uh, that year in the playoffs. Now, and I, I, I know that comparison has been brought up before with the 2010 team, but isn't it fair to say that at least that team had the experience of winning the whole thing together? Or for the most part, the whole team was back from 2008, whereas this team, as it's you know constituted right now, has never even played in a playoff game together. Right. Well, you know, the last 54 games of the season, you wouldn't know that our team had played together in 2010 <laughs> either. <laughs> you would have never known it. But... Um, there's a handful of cases, but listen, we'll just, I'm, I'm holding out for that hope because I've seen our team play really, really well where we, where we have six to seven guys playing great on the same night. 
Um, and it just hasn't happened as much as we'd like, but it has happened. And I'm confident that uh, these last 20 games, we will, as we get healthy and we're starting to get a hundred percent healthy, we'll have all our bodies back here very shortly. And, and we'll have a chance to figure out these last 20 games. We don't want to just wait till the playoffs. We want to start, start a process. I think that um, to see if we need to make any changes and, rotations and how we can get guys minds right and ready to play now after the game in toronto you were in the locker room talking to Kyrie before he spoke with the media is there anything you can share with us about that conversation no but we were just talking basketball we weren't talking about um anything secret we were just we, we were just talking about the game and um that was all because it seems like he was, very, a, and it's very, and it's very common. I'm okay. like I, I'm, I'm in the locker room often when I'm traveling with the team, and and uh, I had already talked with Marcus and already talked with Jalen, and um, you know, the media just happened to walk in while I was sitting next to Kyrie. But that's that's very common. Okay, it just it just seemed like he was a lot more tight lipped that night than he had been in previous nights. Well, it wasn't because of anything I told him. I mean, Kyrie is his own man. He's going to say what he wants or. Not say what he doesn't want, but I, I don't ever tell him what what to or what not to say. But uh, we were we had our talk was strictly about basketball, and I know that he was down, um, you know, as it was our whole team. Is team chemistry a concern of yours? Well, yeah, chemistry is always a concern uh, when you're not playing well, and you know I think that there's lots of different definitions of what team chemistry is, but. Um, I mean, I'm, I think on-court team chemistry uh, is a big concern in how it works. And, you know, we've had some – our best games this year where we've been playing on all cylinders is we – you know, we had a great first quarter, a great second quarter, a great third quarter, you know, but that has been rare. We've, we've been pretty good most of the year in the first quarters and the fourth quarters, and we've been – uh, we, we've been very up and down in second and third quarters. And uh, we're just trying to figure that out. And do we need to change lineups around and all those? And I have all the confidence in Brad, and he'll he'll figure some of those things out. But ultimately, um, we need to do better than we're playing. And I, everybody knows that, and everybody feels that. And the players want it very badly. And uh, I know Coach Stevens is, is working relentlessly on trying to figure out some solutions to playing better. Does your best player also have to be your team leader? Yeah, no, so I don't I don't think that's the case. I think that your team your best player is a leader. Um but most teams have many more than one leaders. And uh, matter of fact, I think most players are leaders. They're either leading somebody astray or they're leading you down a path of of good and so I think that most teams and almost every successful team that, that I've been associated with have multiple leaders. Now, the great Antoine Walker was on TV the other day, and he was talking about Kyrie Irving, and he said he's a great player, he's a superstar, he's a great closer, but he's not a leader. Is that a fair assessment of Kyrie? I do not think so, no. Um, like I said, there's... You know, Kyrie has a lot of amazing leadership characteristics and qualities. Um, I, I don't really know the perfect leader, but I think that 
that's why I say it takes more than one because I've been around some great players that were recognized as great leaders, but in my opinion, they weren't great leaders, but they were great players that got a lot of credit for leading great teams and that had a lot of flaws in their leadership abilities. But I think that when you lose, the star players take the brunt, coaches take the brunt of it. When you win, they probably get too much of the credit for it. And you guys all know that, uh, being involved in sports as long as you have. And But I think that Kyrie has an impact on games. That's leadership. Impacting games the way he does, taking games over, being mentally tough to make shots in the face of adversity is leader is a form of leadership. Being able to influence people with his work ethic and his passion for the game and how much time he puts in on his craft and how much time he works on becoming a great player and his commitment to that is in itself uh, influencing people to leadership. And then just his, like I said, his, his ability to take over games, the inspiration that he gives our crowd and his teammates and gets our, our bench up, you know, going, wow. I mean, all of those are amazing forms of leadership that he has. And, I mean, if you're inspiring people and you're influencing people and you're impacting the game, that is, um, that's great leadership. On the list of issues that you feel your team might have, is Brad Stevens on the list? No. Um, and, and that's not to say that, that Brad can't do some things better because I, I don't see what the things are that he needs to do better, but he does. And he feels like he needs to do better. And, you know, we all have a, a role to play in this and, and, Success uh, has many fathers, and and failure is uh, I don't know I can't remember what the saying is. The rest of that saying is <laughs> dies an orphan. Is an orphan, yeah, is an orphan. Yeah. So I think that um, you know I think that we all have things that we can do better. I, I guess is the best way to put that, and we're working to, on that. And I know Brad is he's relentlessly working on that every day, and. But he's the least by far of all the things that I'm worried about as we prepare for the postseason. It seems like the first five years under Brad Stevens, the team got the mo- the absolute most out of the talent that it had. This year, you do not get that, that sense. Do you, as a coach, do you have to do things differently when maybe you have bigger personalities or you have more star players? Or can you coach both kinds of rosters the same? Um, I think every team every year is different. I think Brad would be the first to tell you that in, in, you know, his college career and his NBA career, I think that every team is unique and different and in some ways unpredictable. Um, but I know that he's, again, that, that our players need to play better ultimately. Right. And so Brad has a say in that he has a say in who plays what plays they run, how much, what their roles are on the team and so forth. And, and so that's part of it because players are accepting different roles and then they want and that they expect going into the season. And so that's, that's a challenge and that's a very difficult team when you have 
a handful of guys like that on your team. That is a difficult team to coach, and, and we're working on that, the players and the coaches. Some of your younger players got more minutes last year because of injury. They're not seeing the same playing time this year. Has that been an issue for some of them? Yeah, I think that that, that, that is an issue. I think that, uh, yeah, we can take a, a player such as Terry Rozier, um, who got a lot of minutes last year because went after Kyrie got hurt. And, um, but Terry knew his role coming into this year. He, and, and, uh, Terry didn't want that. He wanted to stay in Boston, try to win and, and play as Kyrie's backup this year and felt like it could really help him and develop. Danny, do you think players have changed significantly compared to when you were playing in the sense that there's so much drama, there's so much soap opera angles. We're always, we're trying to, you know, whatever Kyrie says, what does that mean for next year? What is Kevin Durant saying for next year? Was it the same when you were playing? They just there wasn't Twitter and there wasn't a, like a twenty four hour constant update on this stuff. Or have players changed? Um, it's a good question. I mean, I, I I think I always am leery to put everybody into a change category or, mm. or into a generation uh, and be labeled because some players are more mature, have better work ethics and approach to life than anybody in our generation. Um, some are, are less mature. Some are more self-centered. So, some are really caught up in everything that's said about them, whether it be on sports radio or on Twitter or whatever, and some are not. Um, so I think every person is unique and different, and that's what I love about the job is I like the fact that you have all these different people and it's fun that we're not all the same and um, – it makes my job very interesting to to have all these kids that are, you know, that have big dreams and big hopes, and they all have different strengths and different weaknesses. Danny, do you think your team is tough enough mentally? Uh, I don't think we are right now, no. But I think that we can get to because, Dale, I think that I know each one of these kids individually very well. And I know what the successes they've had in their life. And I know that um, individually they are tough enough, every one of them. And so I don't believe collectively that we are yet. I I, uh, said earlier today that, you know, I feel like our resolve hasn't been what it typically has been and, and or what I would expect it to be. But that doesn't mean that we can't find that resolve as we head down the end of the season and into the playoffs. Danny, do you have any input in the starting lineup or is that 100% Brad and his staff? It's Brad. Um, I talk to Brad every day and we communicate and, uh, but that is 100% Brad's decision. And I know you said the team is getting healthier and you know, Aaron Baines, is there a timetable at all for Baines? Yeah. I mean, I'm hopeful that, that Aaron plays, um, sometime in this road trip that we have coming up. Um, and, I mean, he was out running today, so I think things are looking good unless there's any setbacks. Yeah, I think he's getting close. And then the last thing I got is uh, you have an open roster spot still, right? Is there any any idea of maybe bringing in somebody else? Was, you know, watching Enos Cantor play last night, he was one of those guys that got bought out and then signed with the team. I know it's not, you know, loaded with talent out there, but any idea to, to adding somebody else? 
Well, you know, just just so you know, like uh, we we've known of all the players that were being bought out, um, and we had conversations with a lot of those players. But a lot of those players are looking for uh, opportunities to play, and you know, they want twenty twenty five minutes or a starting job or something along those lines, and we don't have that to offer. Um, you know, we we need to fill uh, some holes in case of injuries or in case we're trying to rest some people, but we really don't have opportunities for guys to come in and start for our team. Danny, uh, we so dis- the answer is the, the answer is yes, we will continue to look, but because there's nobody uh, that we're really, that we really need to have right now, we're going to wait and see if there's any injuries that happen between now and the end of the season before we sign anybody, most likely. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you taking the time to join us and persevering through some of the technical issues. By the way, we had a suggestion yesterday that if team chemistry is oh, an issue, yeah. a pizza party we think could be a, a big help. Have you guys for thought you. about that at all? Maybe a pizza party? I have not. Well, we actually have thought of that, but there you go. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm what not are you sure waiting those for? Are, those are not our our issues. Like oh. our guys get our guys get along really well. They have shooting games. They play ping pong. They play video games, they do all that kind of stuff. We're, we're, uh, you know, our issues are more on the court, and uh, I'm confident that um, just with some determination and sacrifice and that we can find that resolve that we need. Danny, thanks for taking the time. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Take Danny. Take care. That is uh, Boston Celtics President of Basketball Operations, Danny Ainge. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.